In today's episode, once again, we speak to the amazing Spencer Sherman. Spencer is a leading financial advisor, author, and a public speaker, renowned for his mindfulness-based approach to money as the founder and former CEO of Abacus, a value-driven financial consulting firm managing over $3 billion in assets. Spencer has transformed the lives of his clients and helped them achieve a financial success on their terms. And today we're speaking to Spencer to find out how do you know when you have enough money? Let's find out. And remember, if you want to upgrade your money mindset, then click on the link in the, in the notes, in the show notes or in the description below to find out how you can join my free community and access all the free resources there. See inside the community. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today, once again, we have the amazing, we have the charming Spencer um, Spencer Sherman. Welcome, Spencer. Thank you, Gul. Wonderful to be here. Thank you so much, Spencer. Spencer, thank you so much for Friday Future. It was such an interesting conversation. And even now, people have heard your intro, but please, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. Yeah, so I was I was the founding CEO of a financial services company that's it has about three billion under management. And I do a lot of speaking around the world, around money, and showing how emotional intelligence, how our common sense is really the key to our financial success, so much more so than just the amount of money that we have, and that often we allow our beliefs our biases about money to get in the way of our wisdom around money, which we all have. I and mean, they actually, there's evidence that all of us have all this wisdom around money. They've done studies uh, on this, but we, we don't, we think uh, the experts have it all. So, so much of my work is about empowering each of us to see that we have, we have what it takes to be successful with our finances. Awesome. So today, Spencer, we're going to be talking about how do you know when you have enough money? This is a very, very loaded question because both, you know, you work with money and I, and I'm a money mindset coach. We both know that, you know, they, you know, it's very, very easy to calculate how much you would be financially, but emotionally it's never enough. And we no. always believe it's never enough. And that's, even those people say, oh, money isn't a uh, driving factor for me. It is. Uh, a lot of people, most people, you know, money is the driving factor that forces them to, you know, get the next big and next, next thing or whatever else. And they have millions or billions in the, in the bank account and they're still pushing forward. Um, that's just the, obviously, a great example. So like Grant Cardone, someone like Grant Cardone comes to mind. But even the average person. So how do we know when's enough? So let's do, let's do it the easy part. How do you know and how do we calculate when you know, the physical amount of money that we need is enough for us. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, a lot of us stay in our heads around money and we have all these thoughts about it, but we avoid trying to actually know the reality of mm. money. 
So I say one of the first things is to, you know, make that list and you don't have to get this down to the penny, but make a list of what you're spending money on mm-hmm. right now, like including, you know, the your groceries and your rent, your mortgage and your massages and everything else that you're getting on a therapy that on a monthly basis put that down and maybe you have two columns. Maybe there's a minimalist column and maybe there's a comfortable column. Mm -hmm. And that will give you some sense of what does it take to keep you going each year. And that amount of money, um, you know, if, if, well, if we assume for a second in terms of how much do you need to sustain that expense level is usually in terms of assets, it's something like 20 to 25 times that that ink that expense level so if you if you have expenses of let's just use a round number of $100,000 a year it you might need 2 to 2 and a half million dollars to generate that $100,000 a year this is assuming that you have no other income mm-hmm. if you have other income then you could apply some of that income towards that $100,000 um, but let's say you have $100,000 of expense, no other income from earned income, from real estate income, then you're probably going to need something like two, two and a half million dollars of assets mm-hmm. to generate that income for the rest of your life and to keep inflating that income along the way. And these are very ballpark figures here that I'm giving. There's a, And there's some nuance to this, but I'm just giving people sort of a general, general sense of things. It's not a billion dollars. It's and it's not zero dollars, you know. Yeah. So it's like sometimes our minds just go to extremes. Mm-hmm. You know, we're either way low or way high. And it's important to sort of know your numbers and knowing how much you spend. I'm always fascinated that so few of us have any clue how much we're spending on an annual basis. Mm-hmm. Most of us underestimate the amount that we're spending. So oh, get, hey, to yes. get to know those numbers. Get to know those numbers. Yeah. I do something similar. So I ask people, not based on the current lifestyle, but the the, the lifestyle they want to have. That's so what I call the, the comfortable lifestyle. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So that's when you know that we work out how much money do you think it would cost to live in the house of your dreams. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a big believer of unless you know how to you know speak to an advisor and you know how to do deal with um, putting the houses in in a trust or whatever. There's no point in buying houses uh, mm-hmm. when you live in. Uh, that way, I agree with Grant. No, you can pick up yourself and leave whatever if you've been a very very nice accommodation. Live in a five star accommodation. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. I encourage it. But don't buy it because the amount of money you waste on fees and whatever, whatever. So that's another conversation for another time. Um, but you can live in most fabulous home, rent it or or, or so forth, and yeah. have the have the cook, the the, the cleaner, the all the other help yeah. that you need to support your lifestyle. Again, that's great. Holidays that you want, um, the kind of you know, so everything that you would want to spend money on, calculate it. And I yes. promise you, people, and I get people to do how much would they, do you think they need a month? How much do they and the most the most someone's ever said to me was probably a hundred thousand. That's right. And I think mm. yeah, estimating, I don't think you need hundred thousand, but you know, yeah. maybe you'll have a yacht, yacht, who knows? Um, but I think that's important. But even then, it's still not a it's not billions. It's that's not right. it's not even a hundred right. million. It's, it's not it's very it's... people want to make hundred and two hundred, three hundred million. I mean, yes, I have those lofty goals, but then I my I know for my own personal needs, 
you know, my model, my my life is so modest. It's so it's I don't need money for my personal needs. The money I want to make is for somebody else, and there's bigger goals for it. And then that's what drives yes. me more than my personal. I think because my kids yes. are growing up now. That's so, so important. Yeah, to know that. But, but I so I know what I meet I need for myself, which is really easy. And I could be if I don't work now, I'm comfortable where I am for the rest of my life. But that's not a reason why I have some of the goals. But if you if you don't even know what you need to have a comfortable life, yeah, why do you want to make the hundred million? There has to be a reason yes. for it, right? There, yes. there, that's and right. most people don't have a reason. That's right. And, That's so important. And it's more likely that you'll get to a hundred million if you have really good reasons. reasons. For getting there. That's yeah. right. So maybe, maybe you're going to determine that, you know, to need to have a comfortable lifestyle, you need, you know, two or three or four or $5 million. Yeah. But then you want to, you know, t- you want to do something about climate change or you want to change, you know, improve the schools in your region or something. Yeah. And that's going to cost another 20 million or 50 million or 100 million. Now you have some real credible reasons for generating these extra, these, this extra wealth. Mm-hmm. And there's a drive for it. And yeah. you know why you're doing it. You're not just doing it just to, just to create a number in your bank account because that's so that's abstract. That doesn't really yeah. that's not very nutritious for our souls. But when you know that you're going for something, you know, and, and there has to be also this recognition. I think that when you that and there's been many studies about this that once you get above a certain level of comfort, yeah. you don't see increases in comfort and joy and happiness. Oh, no. It's oh. increasing. Agreed. Like, Agreed. One has to really recognize that. Maybe hang out with some re- really wealthy people and talk mm-hmm. to them. And what you're going to find is that when you ask them, how how is your how happiness changed as you went from a million dollars to a hundred million? And I guarantee you, they will say that it has not changed at all. In fact, if anything, maybe it's decreased. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an important sort of thing to become aware of that, that, that extra money is not necessarily for ourselves, like the 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 going from a you know from first class to a private plane to a private jet to a fancy private jet. That doesn't really do very much for our well being. No, and it's so important to recognize that because then you're not you're no longer caught in that game. Your life has a much your life's much fuller. You're in the game maybe to help other people out, to build something in your life, but it's not just about um, adorning yourself with more and more luxuries that are actually going to weigh you down in some ways. They're going to actually take away from your life at some point. This is general. Now, there might be some exceptions out there, but for the vast majority of us that I'm speaking to, we don't gain much. Um, I mean, the studies you know, show you that once you get above a certain level, you're happy, you know, happiness does increase as you go from zero income up to a certain level of 50,000, yeah. 100,000. But as you go on to bigger, the, the happiness, it you, you get it diminished returns. Yeah. Yeah. And even yeah. decreases. I agree. I think the first, the first step is to rec- see what kind of lifestyle you want to live. And yes, uh, and, and to, as Alex, you said, to know yeah. your numbers. Know your number. So, so, know, so figure know. it out, sit down, work it out, roughly work it out. And then say, for example, yeah. you, you need to just just for the obvious, you need to 10,000 or, or 20,000 or even 100,000 a month. OK, yeah. then figure out, work backwards with, you know, with the financial plan. OK, how much money do I need to have in the bank account to be in order to get to the 100,000? Fair enough. Yes. I mean, 100,000 is quite large for most people, but I'm just throwing out because I don't remember one of my clients yes. to give me 100,000. So based on that, what was good for you? 
work out what your number is and then work out, sit with the financial planner, work backwards, say, hey, how much money do I need? That's the physical amount. And most people yes. would, I think, would Love max that. out around about 10 to 20 million. That's it. That's how much they need um, yes. to live a very, 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 very comfortable lifestyle. Right? Yes. That, that's what they need. Now, the question is, how do we know when we have enough spiritually? This goes back to the question. Yes. Why do people go after the 100 million, 250 million and, 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 and beyond? Now, I think I'm I'm the exception to the norm because I have very, very, very lofty goals. But I also have very, I'm very detached from money. And like I have literally, I could drive a Ford and I'd be happy. I do like cars, mm-hmm. by the way. That's the only thing that I like materialistically. So for me, um, nice cars and Bentley, whatever yeah. is, is great. But I can easily drive a Ford and just be happy. So the Bentley is not going to increase my happiness. I'm fully aware of it. Yes. So that's, that's, therefore, I'm detached. The fact that I want the money and put somebody who's detached is more likely to make the money because I'm not there to get the money to put the happiness. I'm there to get the money to create the happiness for others, which will make me happy. So there's a big difference there. Yes. So yes. therefore, I know what I I know what I'm aiming for. Um, I know what I need for my own personal needs, and I know what I would desire to leave behind as my legacy for my kids. So I know my numbers, but then that's I yeah. I but then being a money person, it's easy for me to say that that I know my numbers. How does someone who who's not aware, how, who doesn't have that awareness, how do they work out the numbers? Especially, you know, well, how how much is enough? Mm. Well, let's see. Well, one thing I just want to comment on is you said about the that you're so much about wanting to help others, and the studies show that we get much more happiness from helping others than yeah. we do from just benefiting ourselves. So that exactly. was a beautiful thing. I just wanted to to um, accent there for everybody. Um, I think that that there's this an important recognition in doing this work around enough, which I think is like one of the most powerful ideas yeah. in, in our language is, is this idea enough. It sounds like a boring word, the idea enough. Like it's not powerful, enough, but it's powerful. But it's yeah. very powerful because when you're in that place of enoughness, that's when anything is possible. You're no longer this, this greedy grasping person and you can be that way, even if you have a hundred million dollars, you can mm-hmm. still feel poor. You can still feel scarcity, even at 50 million or a hundred million, because you run into a billionaire and you say, whoops, I don't have as much as that person does. I can't afford the kind of private jet that person has. So it doesn't stop. And that recognition that enoughness is available to you right in this moment is actually incredibly transformative and liberating that you don't need to earn extra money. And that that recognition will ironically often lead us to earn more money. And it's when we don't have to earn more money. It's not coming from compulsion because it's coming from compulsion, right? That then we're gripped by it and we're no longer in our creative minds. So So to answer your question about how do we know that we have enough, I'd say start with what you have today. What if, here's the question I want to ask you is what if what you have today is already enough? How could you make it be enough? That is a very powerful exercise because Mm -hmm. if you can find a way for what you have to be enough in this moment there, I'm going to challenge you. I'm my, my guess is you're going to feel some freedom inside Mm -hmm. in this very moment, as we're speaking here, if you can find a way for what you have to be enough, you're no longer dependent on your boss giving you a raise. You're no longer dependent on your company selling for a certain price. Um, You're no longer dependent on uh, the stock market doing really well. That is freedom. 
That is freedom. And from that place of ease and freedom, you are more likely to make the best decisions given the circumstances that the world presents, which we don't have control over. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's my encouragement is find a way for what you have to be enough. And then along with that, write down, what is it that you're going for in your life? What if you did have a lot more money, what would you do with it? I think that's very powerful to know to know what you do for this month with this money, especially for others. If you had more money, mm-hmm. because the, you have to sort of get to this place where you know that just just improving my own material circumstances has its limits of what it's going to give me back. Yeah, it has its limits. You you know, it just does for e- pretty much every human being I've ever met, uh, and that that liberates us from that need to make more. Um, and that, that, that's a gerbil wheel, you know, we're, we're yeah. not going to get anywhere. We're just get caught in that game of needing more and more and more. And we think it's going to end like, oh, when I get to that 50 million, then I'll be free. It just doesn't. And it the doesn't. reason it doesn't is because you've now been training yourself for 10 or 20 or 30 years that more leads to arrival, that more is better. Mm-hmm. And that training of the mind is not easy to undo if you've been really stuck to that. So the way off of that treadmill is to say, no, what I have is enough. Is enough. This yep. is enough right now. And I have an intention. I have a big goal. Like you were saying, I have a big goal to have a hundred million dollars, but if it doesn't happen, I have enough right now. Yeah. That's what I think is really liberating. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. I think that's very, very powerful. I think that's a brilliant way to look upon things. And somewhere along the lines, I think... Because I, where I am at the moment, I'm very, very comfortable. I'm very, very happy. My kids, what I want to achieve for my kids is done. But what I'm now looking at is I'm comfortable as, a, as I am. And I'll go a step bit further. If I go back and regress, so for example, one of my investments doesn't work out or something the company I'm working with doesn't work out. Actually, I've got multiple companies. If they all, you know, one shop, one shop bolt or whatever has a knock-on effect on others, that's possible. Who knows? You know, the economy is economies, right? I'm still going to be okay, but I'm going to be okay yeah. in the knowledge, the fact that if I, from where I've come, if I can come, if I can go, if I can start from sub zero, I come back back here. If I need to, I can make money again. So that's, that's the knowledge that's that right. I have. That's the confidence that I have. The that's second, beautiful. and yeah. the second step that I have is, so for me, where I am right now, I'm, I'm, you know, I personally am golden for my children. I would like to make and leave them a little, little bit more, but beyond that, and that, that could be done with the next five years, Easily, no, no doubt about it. Um, even my grandchildren, actually, to be to be perfectly honest. But what really motivates me is because I, I'm I'm I really have, from a young age have I've wanted to adopt loads of children. Um, so far I've not been able to. I've just had my own two kids, but three cats. So my future my future endeavors are now okay. I may not adopt one and two. I may adopt a whole bunch, like maybe a whole village or something like that. 
And then my goal is education. So make sure education comes to everyone. And also I'm being a mindset person. I want to give these the mindset techniques and strategies to people so they are open-minded and they can go and create these miracles and magic all around them um, with by being self-empowered. So the money I want is to be able to take it to these different communities and help them to build their mm. homes, schools, and educate. That is my goal. So when I see this, you know, when I see all this um sadness on on you know all around us on social media whatever else and I my wow. heart breaks for for these children I think you know what go one day you go and help you help build the community one day you're going to go and build those homes you're going to build those school you're going to be part of teaching it so I can even see myself you know that I can be able to make money and I can take myself there and I'll be part of the process where I'm teaching and you know building the mm. whole process when I look at that it gives me hope and I sort of you know put that phone away and think okay one day I'm going to be part of the solution. I can't be, I don't, you know, this is the problem we have, but one day I'm going to be part of the solution. I'm going to create this. I'm going to help this. And I'm, I'm going to bridge people together and so forth. Cause I, you know, I believe in tolerance for everyone. That's what motivates me. And I know for a fact, this is what takes me like today was a very difficult day in my business. Um, I'm coached, but I've also had multiple other businesses and we literally lost funding for one of our lenders. Just mm. a stupid thing happens as always in business. And we had to figure out what was the issue. We, we figured it out. But the, today was a very, very difficult day. But what got me through that day was, as it does always, why am I doing it? I don't have to. I can either set the company and be fine and be okay with it. Yes. Why am I dealing with it? Because that is going to lead me onto the dream that I just described to you. That dream for me is so much more powerful than me just having a, you know, a, a Lamborghini outside my door. That does nothing for me. Yes, yes. I mean, what you described, I mean, just as I was hearing it, Gull, I just felt this sense of just this um, this expansion, This that, that the possibility of you attracting all this money is so much more likely because you're, you've got very clear ideas for this money. Yeah. And they're Where not just about you. And that's exciting. That's like, you know, it's like everybody's wants to join. You know, I feel like I want to join you in your endeavor. I want to yep. make this happen. It's yep. powerful. You know, you're going for something that's really credible and nutritious and, and life affirming for many human beings. It's not just small minded. It's, it's like you've gotten over the idea that more money is going to give you a lot of of extra happiness or or something or change your life. No, you're coming from this place of fullness already. And that's the best place to come from. You're just trying to create more power, more beauty in the world, more joy in the world for many, many beings. Yeah. And that's to me a very compelling case for attracting more money to you. I agree. And I think that's exactly um how you need to see yourself that you are contracted because when i think of my life and i think okay i'm going to be so you know when i do make the 100 million 200 million whatever it is that will be a starting point and then i will attract other people like yourself who will bring their wealth and join with me on this mission that i have so money will keep coming um and we'll carry on growing so we'll start with one and then two and then three and we just carry on growing this this community yeah. and then going across you know across borders and wherever else and it keep extending. And the fact that it's a, it's a vision that I can, that that the, the money that I want to make would, would start off the vision that can become a reality and other people will come and join me. And if I need to, I can always go and make more because that, that's it. Yeah. I made it once, yeah. I can make it again. It's not, it's not difficult to make. And I don't think money is difficult to make, especially when you have a strong enough why, and especially when you have a reason which is beyond yourself and beyond your means. But 
in order, I mean, that's just a lot of tangent, but coming back to this point, in order for us to get there and live for, mm-hmm. you know, and create a vision for other people, we have to know what's enough for us, which is coming back to your point, which is what you have today should be enough. Yeah. Find a way for what you have to be enough because that, that will bring on your creativity because we're really smart. I mean, and and you can have fun with this. Get together with a friend of yours. You don't have to tell them your exact numbers, mm-hmm. but just say, I want to make what I have today enough. And maybe your friend also, you know, has the same idea and you both share ideas with each other. Oh, wow. Maybe, maybe I could clean your house. You could clean my house and we could save on a cleaning service. Maybe, you know, maybe there's all sort of supportive things we can do together to make what we have enough. And that, you know, maybe we could do some, uh, instead of going out to restaurants, we can just do dinners at home together. You know, those kinds of creative ideas can come from people, you know, collaborating around finding enough with what you have today. Mm. And then the possibilities are really limitless because you're no longer in that narrow grasping place anymore. You, You have big ideas but you know the big ideas don't need to happen for you, for the small you in yourself. They're happening for something greater like, as you've been describing. And, you know, it's like, I feel the generosity in the way you're speaking and that selflessness is, that tends to bring on a lot more success in our lives. We know this from the, you know, the sports world, right? Yeah. The person who just tries to do it all themselves, that's not the person that teams want. And it's true in the corporate world. I mean, actually Google has done so many studies on this, that when you are a team player, when you make everyone win on your team, that's the person that get tends to get, get paid more. Yeah. Right. Is that person that's looking out for everybody. I, and I'm so glad you said this because I'm thinking of so one of my companies is a manufacturing company and uh, we just gave out Christmas services. And I swear that felt so good. I was able to give money to my, even though we, mm-hmm. we, 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 you know, we, we're going through a tough time um, and end of year always is for us in the manufacturing sector. But we still, I put money aside from quite a few months and we're now, we're able to have that little bit extra from our, from our normal bank account. But because the money is already allocated, we're able to give the Christmas bonuses without me stressing like where we're going to get the Christmas money, yes. the bonus money, because I've already allocated for it. And um, one of the people that we're going to give a double amount than he would mm. should normally receive is purely for that reason, because he's a team player. So not only yes. does he does his work, if someone goes to him and says, like, obviously this engineer is, um, you know, I don't know how to weld this and I don't know how to do this. He would take time out and show them what it is and then still go back and do his work. And he's never not done his work, but he's right. always there to help everyone around. And everybody says this. When I went, when I first bought the company, I asked, okay, who is the most hardworking? Who do yes. you, you know? And that name came up, I swear it came up so much. Uh, everyone, including yes. the, the, the management team, recognized how how much um, you know effort he put into his team. Yeah, he's this, this really he's an amazing engineer, but he's a very humble guy, and he had no clue that people loved him so much because he's so humble yes. and so down to earth. But his yes. normal behavior was, "How can I help you?" And that's yes. and because he he was helping everyone. When we recognized when we were giving stuff, obviously he was he got pay rise as well, and we're giving him the bonus and we give him twice than everybody else because he deserves it. So. When you're naturally giving, the universe rewards you back through various means. And I think that was a prime example to show how beautifully it how beautiful it is when you look after other people, then the universe comes to look after you too. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so so I mean I see it in my company also. Um, 
that, and I see it in myself, right? That when I, when we get a good night's sleep, when I get a good night's sleep, I'm much more likely to be generous with other people. Like that, that's my best self coming forward. And that's what my, you know, even though it's my, my company that I started, that that's what's going to propel my company forward when I'm in that generative spirit rather than, oh, it's all about me. I got to get my work done. No one else counts in this company. No, it's it's this collaborative effort. I mean, we, so much of today is keeping the right people in place. Hmm. And the way to keep those right people is create that exciting culture, that exciting, collaborative, joyful culture. And the way you do that is by creating, you know, is by sharing and connecting with other people, right? It's like, it's a different universe today than it was 30 years ago. Oh, definitely. People have options today. And you, it's, there's, you want people to be happy at work. Yeah, Um, exactly. But I mean, it's, it's coming back to this point of being enough. If you start thinking about your life the way it is and treat it as enough, because most people um, you know, we've got this, we've got this car. Okay. What's the next car? And uh, we've got this What's you know, what's the next, you know, you've got this shoes. What's the next shoes? And I see that in my children as well at times. They've got their iPhone. They want the next iPhone. They want the next, yes. they want the next thing. It's yes. that, it's that constant. You're creating, you know, design, you're you know. creating a brain of next instead yeah. of a brain of I'm enough okay as I am, as I'm enough. I'm okay. As I am. That is a very different way to live life. I mean, just try it for today. I just want to challenge everyone. Try it for today. See what it's like to live the rest of today as if you mm-hmm. have enough. Enough. You have a, that you're enough. That you yeah. have enough time. You have enough money. You don't need to rush so much. You you that creates some space in your day, and just keep thinking about your money being enough. Keep thinking about yourself as enough. That you don't need that every that just. Imagine if everything that you don't, that you judge about yourself is okay. Just ex- mm-hmm. fully accept yourself for the rest of today. Just do it for today. See what happens. I challenge you. I think you're going to have a pretty amazing day today. Yeah, I I agree. I'm going to add something to this as well. Mm-hmm. I think the other factor is adaptability. So I think this is something that I think I've learned and I don't know how much is available now. And honestly, with the millennials and the the yeah. new the the new generations, but I grew up in the eighties and the nineties, and we adapted. Um, you know, we we something didn't work. You know, that it was raining outside. We played board games or whatever else. Oh. Uh, we adapted so much, so we made we we were happy regardless. I, yeah. I think our generation was just happy being, you know, being with friends yeah. and we, we had more patience and, you know, so forth. So maybe that's the thing that, the, uh, that I grew up with, you know, from, from the generation where we, we were just content with whatever we had. We didn't yeah. have um, the next thing or the social media or whatever else. Yes. And that's a skill that we picked up and I still have. So it, whatever, we, wherever I am, I adapt. If I, if, you know, if my car breaks down or something else happens, I adapt if I'm if I'm not able to travel or whatever else, so, something can happen. But I think most of the time we think, well, if you know, if I, if, for example, my car broke down the other day, I could easily say, well, I need to get a new car, blah, blah, blah. Yes, it would be great for me to have a brand spanking new car, but what's to say that wouldn't have a problem in it, right? But we blame everything. Well, if I had more money, I wouldn't have this problem. If I had yes. more money, I wouldn't have this problem. Yes. That's the problem. When yes. we quite everything well because of this lack of money or if I had more money rather than thinking in every part of our life we have to adapt we have to maneuver like water that's right that, and that that's adapt, what you fail to do that, that the need to adapt can to start seeing that as a positive thing as you said from your childhood 
that if you have less, well, maybe this year, instead of going out to buy Christmas gifts, maybe you're going to, you're going to write a poem for someone has your Christmas gift. And that is an incredible gift. I'd love to get a personal poem from somebody, but that, that, that resourcefulness, that creativity, that resilience sometimes can come from not having so much. Yeah, exactly. And I've seen that with my own, with my children, I purposely didn't give them, well, they didn't have much to begin with because when I separated from my partner, they went from going to being in private schools to being in state schools and it was a much different environment. But then obviously my daughter went back. Now, I think compared to when she hadn't had the experience and then going into private school Mm -hmm. after experiencing state school for for a year or two, it gave a different perspective. Yeah. And therefore, you know, therefore, I think the adaptability has, has been yes, at least at least implanted in her. I don't think that it's beautifully, yes. but at least implanted beautiful. in her. And I think this beautiful. is what we need to do is yeah. teach our children that sometimes mom and dad do not have enough and not take it as a bad thing. And for ourselves yes. as well, not to feel guilty about it. That's something else. When we we think yes. we're not enough because yes. we feel, feel guilty because we don't have gifts for our children. Yeah. Let's teach our children something else. The money, this other gift. Necessities of mother invention, right? Yep, yep. Necessities on the, on the that note, we're going to wrap this up. So what would be your parting comments about how do you know when you have enough money? Try the idea that you have enough right now. Just see what happens with that. Because everyone says they don't have enough, even billionaires. Yeah. Break that paradigm by finding enough with what you have and see what's possible for yourself. See what's possible, not just with money, but with time. What if you have enough time? What if you have enough friends or enough house or enough creativity or enough intelligence? Try that on and see what happens in your life. Wonderful. So Spencer, tell us, how can we connect with you? Where can you find you on the internet? Yes. So I've got this incredible website, spencer-sherman.com. If you put a forward slash free, so spencer-sherman.com forward slash free, um, you'll get my free resources. I know it's going to be in the show notes. And um, you can also send me a message through there. I've got programs both for individuals and for professionals. And I'd love to play with you in the sandbox of money. So thank you so much, y'all. It's been amazing to speak with you. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening to us. Now, the links that Spencer just mentioned will be in the show notes if if you're listening to the podcast. But if you're watching us on YouTube, then down below in the description section, we'll have his links too. So you can easily connect with him. Do connect with him and see how he can help you build a better business. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Spencer. It's been a fascinating conversation. We can carry on talking forever. Uh, It's my favorite topic of all world, the money. But thank you so much for being such a generous guest today. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening to me and Spencer today. I will be back with another amazing guest finding out how you and I can build a better business. Until the next time we this is Girl Con signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.girlcon.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, 
from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.